Listeners, if you love getting cash back like I do, then you've got to get the Get Upside app right now. Get cash back on your everyday purchases without changing anything about how you shop or live. You'll pay however you normally do with a credit card or debit card, and cash back will be deposited directly to your GetUpside account. There's no limit on how much you can earn. GetUpside even works with other coupons, discounts, and loyalty programs. First, you claim your offer. Find local offers on everything from gasoline to restaurants and everything in between. Second, you spend. You shop as you would at your favorite spots around town. Third, check in or scan receipts. Check in to log your purchase, and you'll be on your way. Finally, get rewards. Earn cash back and cash out whenever you want via PayPal, e-gift card, or check. It's just that simple. I love coffee, and I get mine for free just by earning cash back from GetUpside. Download the app and get started getting your cash back today. Click on the link in the description of this episode to get started. Welcome to the Gridiron Stud Show. Chad Wilson and Emil Calamino here, Super Bowl edition of the Gridiron Stud Show. Emil and I are going to attempt to break this thing down, tell you ahead of time, we're going to be tomorrow's newspaper and try to tell you who is going to win this thing, who we like. We've had a pretty good NFL season, right, Emil? Not bad, not bad. We uh, Regular season, you were 33 and 20, and I was 30 and 23. And then in the playoffs thus far, we're kind of treading water. I'm seven and five. You're six and six. So overall, we made you money in the pros. Yeah. Um, so we should. Anyone listening should be happy to that. Before before we get into the topics for today, make sure you're following us on our Facebook uh, Gridiron Stud Show page. I think that's fairly um, easy for you guys to figure out. If you're on Facebook, um, head on over to the Gridiron Stud Show. Go ahead and give us a like and a follow. Um, we're going to be doing some really good things there on that page. And of course, you can find our latest um, podcast there. We post it there each and every week. So, and if you've got any questions or feedback for us, you can use the, uh, you can use the Facebook page to do that. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find Emil on uh, Facebook, E-M-I-L-C-A-L-O-M-I-N-O. Did I get that right? You got that right. I think I've been doing this a while. You've been doing this a while. It should just roll right off my tongue. You can find it does. Yes, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Gridiron Studs. So just find me there. Emil, what are we getting into? Well, you know what? We're not. You know, there's a lot of the audience who thinks we're we live when we give you a time, but we are on a limited uh, time frame today. So if you hang around for half hour, you're going to get everything you need. You're going to get the Super Bowl pick, and then we're going to be out of here. My friend here has to fly. I have to do something, so we're we're on a limited schedule here. So we're going to hit you with a few things in the NFL, and then we're going to lay out the Super Bowl for you, which is really what most people want at this time of year. Absolutely, uh, and you know we just we cared enough and we knew enough that we just have to be here for you guys to get this show going. So here we are. I know I'm going to ask you this, and I have a feeling you you and I are going to disagree on this. So I'll let you go first. What do you think of the Pro Bowl? Um, you got to first ask if I watched the Pro Bowl. Uh, well, I'm sure you've seen highlights. I admit I did not watch it live. Okay. I, I caught, you know, the stuff on a little NFL network, a little ESPN and all that good stuff. But so even if you didn't watch it live, what did Honest you- Honest opinion, Amal, just for me personally, I have a hard time with exhibition sports. So, um, whether it's the baseball all-star game, 
Um, it's the basketball all-star game. It's never been a big draw for me. Uh, I've just thought, <laughs> I've always felt like there's better things I could do with my time. As a kid, though, uh, when my time was more scheduled for me, I would make time out to watch things like the Pro Bowl and the and the MLB All-Star Game. Of, of all the of those three All-Star Games, the Major League Baseball All-Star Game was the one that you, could capture most of my attention. I've never. Well, you really have been... to be of a certain age to understand that at one point the Major League All Star Game meant something to the players because there wasn't interleague play, and the players took very seriously up to a point, and I'd say probably somewhere in the late eighties, uh, where they actually cared if the league won. And then, you know, as we got into the nineties and interleague play, and teams played each other all the time that really went away. So I'm like you, the only one I kind of paid attention to was the major league all-star game. I always felt the pro bowl was sheer silliness because you're playing a sport where, where it's very easy to get a, a career ending injury or a, at the least something that impacts your next season. Why you expect anybody to play in a game like that and play um, hard. It, it, it's crazy. So I always thought they should just announce the quote-unquote Pro Bowl team if they want to, and I felt there should not necessarily be a game after the season was over. What these guys did is, to me, they kind of went in between and made it really, really silly. I mean, I know there's some people that like it, but I, I found this stuff to be just, I'm watching some of these highlights thinking, is anybody watching this? Yeah, I think it's probably a good experience for maybe the players. Uh, you know, to get together, kind of like a camaraderie thing. It's probably the only thing they're going to do throughout the entire year where everyone is going to end up in the same spot, or at least these group of people are going to end up in the same spot. For fans who attend it, you know, you get a chance to interact with players in a way you probably wouldn't in any other, you know, shape, form, or fashion. And, you know, just the networking and all of that kind of stuff, the little festivities that they have during the week seems good. It's kind of like the NBA All-Star Weekend. I never really cared too much about the actual game. I did like the dunk contest. I did like the three-point contest. I'm not, you know, and so I, I'm, I'm going to figure a lot of that is what was watched. Uh, you know, the, the accuracy throws and, you know, the little things that come up. But the actual game is just. See, I think the only thing that saves it is that it's football and it just seems our country is so football crazed that they can do almost anything and and you'll get a certain portion of people watching it. Yeah, the NFL knows this, so they capitalize yeah. it and it's just another event for them to put on. But the actual game, I mean, what are we are we supposed to care about a, a flag football game? Or not? <laughs> exactly. But well, I totally get it. There's so much that's at stake for these players. You can't go out there and get yourself hurt. I mean, Sean Taylor probably ruined the All-Star, the, the Pro Bowl. <laughs> when he ran yeah. into that punter's face, it was like, okay, we can't be doing Yeah, that. no, enough of that already. Well, you know, not to spend too much time on it, I was just more curious because, like I said, I saw highlights and I was thinking, you know, when we get on the show, I've got to ask you what, you what you think about it. And I don't feel strong either way because the original game to me was silly. So when people go, oh, now it's a flag football game, believe me, the original one wasn't far from a flag football game the last few years. I mean, you know, they weren't working real hard to tackle one another. Yeah, certainly. So, you know. Now, Sean Payton is the new sheriff. He's he's the new guy in town in Denver, and he's laying down the law. He walked right in the front door and basically said, Russ Wilson's quarterback coach will not be allowed in the facility. 
I don't know about you. Does that does that surprise you at all? I don't think as if you're Sean Payton and you come with the reputation that you come with and the success that you've come with and the resume that you're bringing to the table that you can allow something like that. Um, so I think that's probably the right move. And, you know, I'm a Russell Wilson supporter, probably to a fault, but Russ, it's time to play team ball. It can't be you separated from everyone else. I know TB12 had his his trainer guy <laughs> operating in New England, which I thought crazy that Bill allowed that. I don't think Bill probably – it probably wasn't Bill that allowed it, but no. I don't think you can have that going on and really actually call yourself a team. So kudos to Sean Payton for making it known that he's going to end Do you think he practice. eased into that? I mean, what I mean by that is do you think he called – Russell Wilson or, you know, talked to him in the facility, said, hey, listen, you know, we just can't have that anymore. Do you think he just let it leak publicly on, on purpose and said, mm, he's not going to be in the he's not going to be in the building anymore? Well, it seemed like he was just caught with a question. And it, I don't know that he was actually prepared for it. So he just really shot uh, the truth of how he felt about it and how things were going to be. I didn't draft this quarterback. We don't really have a history. I'm here to do a job. And, you know, with your entourage that you had last year, you were not a very good football team. I'm here for a reason because, you know, whoever was here last year couldn't get the job done. And if I think that this right here presents an overall problem to this football team, I'm going to get rid of it. You're going to have to learn how to deal with it. Or, you know, you can find another way, another place to go. Yeah, I don't really. You know, Sean Payton's the one with the leverage here because, Russ, you didn't have a really good year last year. No, And no one thinks that this is a great idea that you have this. Um, you know, entourage, for lack of a better term. I can't See, it seemed it. like a little bit of, and I'm not against it, by the way, but it seemed like a little bit of an intentional power play to me mm-hmm. to, to walk in and basically say what you just said. Like, listen, I'm here to do a job. I hope we have a good relationship, but if we don't, it's going to be your problem, not mine, because, you know, I'm I'm running this the way I want to run it. And That and- would be how I would handle this as a head coach. That's how I would go about handling it. Um you know, someone may say, oh, OK, that's a defensive minded coach not knowing how to handle the quarterback. No, that's just me understanding that this is what's needed for team because that's what this sport is about. It's the ultimate team sport. So we just can't have you um, with an entourage running around. Man, tell me you've got a guy that stretches you on the road. Fine, but not you've got a team of doctors um and a a workout guy and then what the hell is that you know what i mean yeah it can't can't be that type of situation now i would balance it by saying hey listen russ we're gonna get rid of some of these things here here's what we're gonna here's the other side of what we're gonna do we're gonna find out what it is that you can do uh i feel like i'm one of the best in this league uh that over the last decade or so in connecting the, the the player the quarterback with you know the plays and this type of system that he's going to need to to you know be successful. Do you want to win? All right, then you know Jimmy, Bobby, and and Mel got to go, and you've got me now. So that's what we're going to do. That's well, and I've read stories. I'm sure you've read the same stories, and you know to the extent that they're true or not, who knows? I mean, I'm sure there's some validity in parts of this, but that a lot of these guys felt that that you know kind of Russell Wilson had separated himself from the team. This was the idea when he was with the Seattle Seahawks. This is how they felt. You know, I did see uh, Marshawn Lynch on Richard Sherman's podcast, and he they were joking about 
you know, wanting to say something to Russ, talk to Russ about something, and they needed to call his people. Imagine that, your teammate. You've got to call his representatives. I know. It's, it's absurd. No, that's absurd. I, I mean, as a guy who's been in the locker room, I'm not with that at all. At all. No. And, you know, now that you mentioned that you're a defensive guy, I'm going to hit you with some something that's – and Richard Sherman segues nicely into this because he was losing his mind, I guess. I, I read some of his Twitter posts with this proposed rule now that you can't you, – you know The drop tackle? The drop tackle. And, like, I mean, I get – I mean, people are making rules. Every time we see an injury that someone doesn't like, we have a new rule. But, I mean, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of an NFL player – and you got a guy running down the field with four four speed, a strong guy. You, you know, you you can't you can't horse collar if you're behind him. Okay, so that's a problem. Uh, you, you know, unless you make a perfect dive, I guess, at his ankles. What else can you do? And sometimes you're not in that position. I mean, you're just trying to get a guy to the ground. And it's I think one of them. I want to say it was Sherman said nobody runs up from behind and says, "Oh, I'm going to drop tackle and hurt this guy." You just want to get the guy in the ground. Yes, especially a guy. I mean, you've seen how these guys are built now. Yeah. So you're telling me what I, I've got to accelerate past this guy, run around through the front of him, and, and hit him in the face. I got to get him to the ground. Oh wait! I, by the way, when you do get in front of him, if you do, you and you hit him in the face, make sure that you don't get your, it wasn't crown your helmet on his face mask or anything either. Yeah. What they they're really just going to have a situation where it's fifty five to forty nine. All of these games. We can't tackle. We can't touch them. There's a truckload of offensive. Uh, um, there's a truckload of, of pass interference penalties. It's getting absurd. Well, I, so, hope, I hope for one that that play doesn't come in. That no, I hope, I hope not either, because, you know, at some point, I think we have to start accepting a little bit of the fact that um, in any sport, and especially sports with a, a, high, a high amount of con- you know, physical contact, there's going to be injuries. I mean, and that's just something that players accept. It seems like the people who can't accept it are some small segment of the fan base and and a lot of these owners, I guess, because, you know, the money they have invested. But, you know, you got to watch the integrity of your sport. I mean, at some point, you're no longer playing the sport that you started off playing. I'm okay with this becoming a rule if they want to turn around now and give players guaranteed contracts because we can't get hurt anymore. We've made all these rules. We can't get hurt anymore. So you can go ahead and guarantee our contracts now. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen. I think, I, and I know you're saying that tongue in cheek that, listen, I, I just think, you know, you and I have talked about this last show, matter of fact, it came up. When we talk about officiating, the problem with the NFL game, it's just too difficult to officiate. There's so many rules, and even compared to a Division One Power Five conference game. The, the rule book for the NFL is just so much thicker than college football. It's, Aren't they still cross-checking in hockey? Yeah. They still I mean, how dangerous is that? Listen, hockey, <laughs> I started watching more of it recently because I don't know as much about it, so I, it has more of a childlike quality to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watch it because it's actually the action is, is I don't want to sound like a jerk here, but it's, it's controlled violence. It's, it's, controlled a, it's a violent game, and no one's clamoring to go make wholesale changes to the rule. But, you know, we've talked about this in the past on this podcast, is that the NFL has invited all of these different groups and people into their game to grow it. And you got to be careful for what you wish for. You've got all types of people now involved 
in the NFL game who have the large platforms and can have opinions and it's going to shape the game if you allow it to and you can eventually lose your identity in the process. Well, and you know, some rules like, okay, the horse collar. I totally get that one. I get that because again, you're almost using, a, you're not almost, you're using a piece of the equipment, getting your hand underneath it and dragging a guy down by it. Fine. It's no different than grabbing a face mask. We don't allow that. But like the drop, the drop tackle, you know, like what you're talking about is just a way to use your leverage to get a, a big man running quickly to the ground. Yeah. God forbid I try and use my physical ability to get a man to the ground. Yeah. I, you know, I kind of figured I that was one I knew where you'd be. Yeah. I didn't have a nice tweet about that when I saw it. So I probably uh, was just like Richard Sherman, as you can imagine. And for me, it's more of I just start getting fed up because I do obviously love football. We do this show for a long time. And, you know, at some point I worry, am I I still going to like this game if they keep going the way they're going? (laughs) Uh, It's very tough for us who've been watching it for quite some time. There have been obviously great changes to the game, but... um, For the better. Listen, nobody is saying you should be able to spear a guy helmet to helmet i mean we get the you know the dangerous stuff the stuff that we we now know was was not only dangerous but has long-term impact get it out of the game but you have to accept some of the risk i mean when people drive a nascar making left-hand turns at 190 miles an hour they know that if they hit the wall the wrong way it could be the end the end of the the show for them yeah i mean there's risk there's risk risk. and wrestling even though it's scripted you know sure Relax, NFL. We don't need we don't need yet another and it's gonna be a judgment call. Oh we, we don't need another that's what we need, another game. judgment call. Sure. Wonderful. Can you see a game flipping on its axis over that call? No. Oh, I don't think so. Oh dear. And finally, our guy, our guy's gonna make his announcement, Chad. It's that Who's time it? of year. Who's that? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> He's going four days. Listen to this. Four days of darkness. He said. There is a chance you can hallucinate, but he said he really needs just four days by himself in complete darkness. He said you close the blinds, and when he's done, he's going to let us know if he's playing next year. Can't he just do like Tom and go walk the beach and at the end of the walk have a decision ready? Listen, I I think I'm stating the obvious. He's a weird dude. You know what? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) these Berkeley guys. No, he's... He is he is an odd guy. Um, he really is. So is Marshawn Lynch. So there's a little Cal Berkeley connection there. I guess that's what they attract. But you Wait, know don't what? you remember years ago, back in I think it was the nineties, early two thousands, they had the naked guy there who used to go to class naked. There was a so, guy who walked the campus naked. Doesn't uh ring a bell, but it wouldn't surprise me, man, because I've you know I've been on Berkeley's campus, uh had a couple of high school friends go there. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. So um I can roll with that story. For sure. Well, you know what? You know what it's time for now? What is that, sir? Time for what everybody wants. Are you a guy that can predict the future or may have a mean poker face? How about a love for horses or you just know who's going to win the game? Don't just be a profit, make a profit. And you can do that when you open an account at Bovada Sportsbook and Casino today. Whether it's getting down on the gridiron action, wiping out the dealer in a card game, making some change on the race of the ponies, or cashing in on celebrity events, Bovada Casino is the place for you to draw your line. 
Since 2011, Bovada has been a leader in the online casino industry, spearheaded by their top-of-the-line customer service, easy deposit, secure payouts, and great welcome bonuses. Head over to Bovada now to see what they're offering you to come in and scratch that itch you're having. Click on the link in the description and tell them the Gridiron Stud Show sent you. Yeah, let's get down to it. Like we said, we we, we, we have to we have to tell everybody who's going to win this game. I, I we don't know. I don't know who you're going to pick. You don't know who I'm going to pick. Um, I'll be curious to see if we end up on the same side of it. Um, I have a feeling we will, but yeah. I'm going to give you the line in advance, everybody. Uh, we're, we're not doing the over-under, but just so you know, the, the point spread is Philadelphia right now is a one-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under is 50-and-a-half. We won't be doing that, but hey, we're full service here. Yeah, um, they're... They've maybe I don't know if they've been as even as a team as these two teams in a Super Bowl, at least not really in recent history. There are a lot of similarities here when you look at them statistically. Um, total yards, 413 to 389 in favor of Kansas City. Point score, 29 to 28 in favor of Kansas City. Um, obviously, Philadelphia is a better rushing team significantly so uh, than Kansas City is. They're more dedicated to it. But likewise, you know, Kansas City is more adept passing the football. They're 50 yards per game better than Philadelphia passing the ball. So uh, we rolled out to the defense. And I was a little surprised that they're a little more even on that defensive side of the ball than I thought initially, just in my head. Because, you know, we just have this idea of Kansas City's defense being a little bit on the weak side. But point-wise, Kansas City gave up 21.7 points per game this year, and Philadelphia gave up 20.2. So what it really just boils down to is something that I alluded to last week and we talked about is who had the tougher road getting here? Who who played the better competition getting here? And I know that kind of sounds like I'm, I'm uh, forecasting a college football game. But we're talking about the NFL where there's a lot more. What's the word that you use for the scheduling? Well, homogenous. I mean, there's only Come 32 on. teams in the league. I wouldn't, have, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have come up with that one. Well, that's what you have me here for. Yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, homogenous. And, you know, I'm just feeling like it was a little – Kansas City just seems a little more battle-tested, A, because of the experience. You've got many guys who have been in the Super Bowl thing before. And B, they just had, it seems, a little bit of a tougher road, even down to last week, getting to this point. So well, don't you they, find it odd, though, that both quarterbacks come into this game with, with injury questions, right? I mean, we, we still haven't seen, I mean, Jalen Hurts was, was afforded the opportunity in this last game to really not have to lay it all on the line because mm -hmm. of the way the game developed. And it was pretty evident once San Francisco lost their their two quarterbacks that there was no way they were going to win that game unless Philadelphia helped them. Um, so we don't know, you know, I mean, I'm assuming with another couple of weeks, his shoulder should be good, but we just don't know how bad he was hurt. They're not going to tell you. And uh, high ankle sprains usually don't heal in two weeks. But then again, I mean, Mahomes looked great in the AFC championship game. I will say this. Um, just look at it this way, Abel. Who is a better, who's more of a problem if they're not able to take off with the football? We both know that's Patrick Mahomes. Sure. Um, if we're relying on just strictly getting and throwing that football down the field, it's 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 going to be Patrick Mahomes. I think we can kind of look at Philadelphia's game a couple of weeks ago and say to ourselves, "Ah, oh, well, it was the Giants," but there were some throws there that were 
egregiously missed by Jalen Hurts early in the game. It's just the Giants didn't really do much about it. And I thought for a guy who's on an injured leg, Patrick Mahomes moved around fairly well, ran, took off with the ball less, and somehow became more dangerous. Well, and well, yes. And but to your point on Hurts missing throws, you know, and I know that there'll be people that disagree with what I'm going to say, and the stats might not bear it out. But I watch enough of their games because they're the local team. Um, I. He, he does well. They've set up an offense for him to do well in. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's not a guy that just classically drops back in the pocket and just rips off throws. I mean, no. a lot of his throws are based on the RPO action and, and the things they do in the running game, which is good design. I'm not, not criticizing it. You wonder if, so, if, if, if someone can take that away and, and – kind of make him win it from the pocket, can he? Yes. Um, and then, but then is Kansas City that team? Oh, that? I don't know. I mean, here's the way I see this game rolling out, not without necessarily getting to the pick yet. I think the the first quarter of this game is going to be very important in that I think if, if the Eagles come out and kind of do to Kansas City, not to the same extent, but get control of the momentum, like they did against the Giants, um, th- they have a chance to win this game by a couple touchdowns. I don't think Kansas City is going to blow out Philadelphia. But that said, I think if Kansas City can get this game to halftime close, the whole game tilts to them because of the things you pointed out earlier. They, they are battle-tested. They've been in these games before. And you can't discount the fact that this is their third Super Bowl in four years. So they have a lot of pieces in place that have been to this game before where the Eagles, I think only have three guys or four guys from their previous team six years ago or five years ago. Right. Um, So there's just that lack of experience there, especially in the key spots uh, that we're, you know, that, that you're going to need to really come up with big ball games to win here. And you know what, Chad, if you go through the Eagles, right. And I, I don't know, did you bring this up last week, maybe, or I don't know. Maybe it was an off-the-air conversation. I don't know. But you go down their schedule for the last eight weeks, right? Here, here's what they got. They played Tennessee, who was basically not a very good team by the end of the year. The Giants and beat them by 26. The Bears. They lost to the Cowboys and gave up 40 points in the process. They lost to the Saints at home. They beat the Giants, who were resting all their starters. And then they had their playoff games we talked about. They really for the last two months, have not been tested. Exactly. You know, and I think we did talk about that last week. It's just not been there, and there's nothing they can really do about that. No, and you know what? Maybe they're going to show us. Maybe they go out and win this game 37-20, and the answer is we weren't tested because at that point— We were just that good. We're we're just that good. But I'll go first. Have you looked at Kansas City's schedule? Oh, no. Listen, Kansas City— they're not going to fold because of the pressure. If they get beat, it's just going to be because they get beat. <laughs> you realize they've had three losses this year. Yes. Two by three points and one by four. Oh, I know. Can't, I mean, I saw that last week. I was just looking at things and I said, man, Kansas City really has either won the game this year or been right there. I mean, they haven't had a game that they've been dominated in. Yeah. They lost to Cincinnati by three points at Cincinnati. They obviously avenged that last week. They lost to Buffalo, who was pretty hot at the time. It was 24-20. And then 
you know, you just had a real off game against Indianapolis and lost on the road there by a field goals. And the last loss came in week 13. So from week seven on, they've had that one loss at Cincinnati, a, a, a Super Bowl participant last year by three points. And, you know, there's a little history here that Andy Reid let Nick Sirianni go when, when he was with Kansas City. And he said he still, you know, he, he, that still stings him. And I know something. Who, Sirianni or? Yes. Yes. It still it stings Sirianni, he said. Well, I'm sure he'll um, have the troops very fired up. He's very well, I'm not sure that helps you. Sometimes that kind of stuff can be used. Could be too much. Yeah. It yes. Could be too much emotion. But there's a, obviously a motivation from both of these coaches. Andy Reid wanting to, you know, beat the Eagles for, you know, all the obvious reasons. And then Sirianni wanting to beat the guy who. But I, yeah, I, I no doubt Andy Reid wants to beat the Eagles. But that said, Andy's had enough success now in his own right in Kansas City and truthfully will probably be remembered as the Chiefs coach, not the Eagles coach, when we write his his Hall of Fame speech because, you know, he's been to three Super Bowls. He's trying to win his second. I'm going to tell you, I'll just tell you right now, I'm going to take the Chiefs with a point and a half. Yeah, and I'm there with you as well. Uh, I don't I don't like the Eagles with all of – with. Out the experience being the favorites in this. It's kind of like you're throwing a little bit of extra cheese on the motivation pizza for the Kansas City Chiefs coming into this game. Is you know, why would they be underdogs? Both teams are 14 and 3 coming into this game. And I've just explained to you how close all of Kansas City's games, they very well could have been an undefeated football team coming into this game. So why would they be the underdogs here? So I think the motivation falls on the side of the Chiefs along with the experience. And I will also say this, if the Chiefs fall behind in this game, I feel like they have the ability to come back. I don't feel that same way about Philadelphia. No, and I mean, listen, as great of a season as Jalen Hurts has had, and he's had a great season, you know, the quarterback is still a pretty good advantage for Kansas City in my mind. I mean. Yeah, we've got the we've got the head coaching experience with Reed versus Sirianni. If nothing else, just based on experience, we've got a quarterback um advantage here for Kansas City defense you know I'm obviously going to give to the Eagles offense I'm going to give to the Chiefs so you know those two things are very big and I think you know what I do like in this game the Eagles pass rush I think Reed is the perfect coach against somebody something like that because I think he'll do some things in the first quarter to use that against them and slow them down make them think a, a half a second like hey you know, you know what I'm trying to say? He'll throw some screens. He'll do some things, I think, that just slows that pass rush down with his play calling. So he, so, so his offensive line doesn't necessarily have to block it as much as he's going to help them out a little bit. Am I making yeah. sense? And the biggest and one of the biggest things here for me is I don't see a competent matchup for Philadelphia off, uh, defensively versus Travis Kelsey. I just don't. I, I mean, unless they're going to bracket him the whole game. They don't have a guy who could eliminate or really slow him down. As good as their defense is, they don't have those kind of safeties or a guy in that secondary that can um, limit him from really being a big factor in this game for Kansas City. Maybe I get my mouth shut on that. Well, you know what? I actually I actually think someone else is going to be the hero in the receiving core of Kansas City. Well, that's kind of how these games go. Yes, I think the Eagles will double him. and They're going to have to. Yes. They're going to have to. That's going to open the door for someone else. So 
Um, that alone it makes Travis Kelsey worth his salt in this because if you could just single him up, maybe you don't let someone else go off. But I'll well, there you have it. We both like the Chiefs. We got you guys in and out the door here in 30 minutes. You got your football fix, right? Absolutely. We gave them the winner for the Super Bowl. Get the Chiefs. Take it to the window. They're let's gonna be ride. And let's ride. You got it. You got it right there. So we get to the end of this NFL season. Like we said in the outset, you know, Abel and I really did pretty good in the NFL this year. Hopefully we can cap this thing off with a winner on this one. We're both picking the Chiefs. We both have Chiefs hats on. If you guys could see us, but we're not doing a YouTube show here. This is strictly the podcast. So that's that's it for us, man. The end of a football season. It went by so fast, Emil, didn't it? It always does, but the offseason is sometimes more entertaining than what's going on on the field. So yeah, so stick around. Join us next week. We plan yeah, to be absolutely. here. Absolutely. So uh, that's the end of this season. That's the end of the show, man. For Emil Calamina, I'm Chad Wilson. Thanks for listening to the Gridiron Stud Show. We'll be back next week to wrap this pick and the Super Bowl season up. Thank you guys for listening.